Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. I love the name of the women's ministry here is Flourish. Because scripture says those who are planted in the house of our God will flourish. I mean, you will grow, man, you'll keep growing, you'll be blessed. So stick with it, stick with it. We'll get into that some more tonight. We're in 1 John chapter 2, verse 7. We'll continue where we left off last week. Um, I think everybody's been here before on a Wednesday night. Maybe not. Maybe first time on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Primero es un miércoles. Va a empezar a entenderme mejor en inglés. He's learning. He's learning some English. So, First um, John two seven. Those of you not familiar with this format on Wednesday nights, it's just Bible study. It's a service. It's a smaller version of Sunday morning, but it's chapter by chapter, verse by verse, book by book. We've been doing that since. 2020, the great year of Covidia. So 1 John chapter 2, verse 7, let's continue here. I love what the apostle of love here, John the divine, the one who was closest to Jesus says, he says, dear friends, I'm not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it is an old one you've had from the very beginning. This old commandment, what? To love one another is the same message you heard before. Yet it is also new. Why? Well, it's new to some people, right? There's stuff in the Bible that is new to folks. There's people who've been in church 20, 30 years, and I'm telling you right now, how many of you have taken the spiritual warfare class? How many of you? Okay, let's, you guys know I love surveys, so humor me. How many, I just want to see, I want to see. How many of you took the spiritual warfare class having served God more than 10 years? Raise your hand. Several of you. And did y'all, did y'all learn? Still learn something in there? It's incredible, isn't it? Pastor's very regimented, very disciplined, and he will hit you with everything he's got, man. And there is stuff in there that they, they don't teach. They don't teach in churches. I'm not bad-mouthing anyone. I'm just saying we've got to get back to the full gospel. Full gospel is loving people. That is the basis of Christianity, is faith, hope, and love, Scripture says. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I see that as very, very foundational. Without, without love, your faith doesn't work. Without faith, man, where, how, would, how on earth could you love people? It says, yet it is also new, because it's new to some people. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment. What? Loving people. And you also are living it. For the darkness is disappearing. Wow. Around you anyway, right? Because darkness is coming over the world. The darkness is disappearing, and the true light is already shining. Man, that is a statement of faith. You say, man, the world looks dark. Well, eventually, all the darkness will be gone. Eventually. Scripture prophesies a new heaven and a new earth. Scripture also says you're not going to need the light of the sun anymore because you will have God's presence. His light will leave no shadows. That is hard to comprehend and imagine. Let's keep going. If anyone claims, I have, I'm living in the light but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. I've met people like that right here. Not anyone in this house, not anyone on the live stream, I'm sure. But I've met people right here over the years that, man, I'm, I'm walking with God, but I hate that fool. People do that. That's so strange. Say, man, that old jerk, that I can't stand it. At, at church, I can't stand them. No, 
If you're going to live in the light, go all the way. You, you can't be hating fellow believers. Hate's a fellow believer. That person is still living in darkness. Someone say darkness. 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 Let's keep going. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light. And let's hesitate here a moment. And does not cause others to stumble. What do you, what do you think that's about? Well, number one, the world is watching you, aren't they? Scripture says in the Gospels, they will know us by our love. So they're watching how, how we love each other. You say, oh, they go to the same church, man, but they're trying to choke each other out, trying to get each other to tap out. Can't stand it. It's like an MMA fight. Tap out, tap out. Man, I hate that fool. You know, all this crazy stuff. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. That, I believe, is a statement that's all-encompassing. That is for others in the church, and that is especially for the world. They will know us by our love. I've actually heard non-believers say, what's the difference between us? They've asked that. What's the difference? I've seen people go to church, and they're big hypocrites. Well, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Number one, the church is a hospital. We show up for healing. We're struggling with some hypocrisy in our lives here and there. That doesn't mean we stop going to church. And I, let, me just, let me just combat that, that thing, too, about, you know, sure, at times they've had a right to say, man, you guys need to be better examples. Sure. But it's amazing to me that people that don't go to church because there's hypocrites here, they still go to Walmart, they go to the bar. I wonder if there's hypocrites at the bar. You know what they do at the bar? Oh, what's up, Is that hypocrisy? They talk about everybody and everything, and they're big hypocrites. The world is full of hypocrisy. I know they hold us to a higher standard, and they should, but you know what? We're here to be healed. Eventually, we'll be great ex examples, but we got to start somewhere. I love what it says in the Old Testament. It says, don't despise the day of small beginnings because the Lord is glad that the work has begun. And you know what he was talking about? The temple. Who's the temple now? You are. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Today is the day of salvation. Today and tomorrow, you just keep going. You be an example, but don't stress out about it. You don't want to know the easiest way to be an example? Just start seeking God wholeheartedly. Don't, don't make your Christian faith, you being a believer, a system of do's and don'ts, this is the commandment that matters. Jesus said all the law and the prophets hang on this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and might and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Who's my neighbor? Everybody. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. Keep walking in love. You're in the light. But anyone who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking in darkness. That makes sense. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by what? Blinded by the darkness. Hmm. That is a very unusual statement. Let's continue. I love this here. I'm writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. Let's hesitate. Be consistent. Are you with me? Be consistent. Your sins are forgiven now. Be consistent. Let's go on. I'm writing to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ. Did you know when you really know the Lord? That means you've been in the Word and you've been spending time with Him. So that's how you know Him. And that makes you mature. 
You get to know God. You know him by his word, by his track record, by his presence, by the things he's done in your life. You know God and what he will do. You know his character. You know his mannerisms. You know his responses. You know what he hates and you know what he loves. Just read the word. Dad Brown and I went on a little road trip the other morning. We're talking about people that don't know the word. It's crazy. I, I remember this well. He remembers this from the 70s that someone predicted, hey, everybody, get ready, sell your stuff, all you Christians, because Jesus is coming on this certain day. Uh-huh, yeah, if you read your Bible, you're like... And they've done that over the years. I don't know what that's about. That is so weird, because Jesus himself said, no man knows the day or the hour. It's written in red. If you've got a red-letter edition. He said, no man knows but the, the, hour, the day or the hour but the Father. Nobody knows. But guys go, no, God revealed it to me. I was in seventh grade. I have a real distinct memory of this. I was outside playing on the basketball court in our backyard on South Selman, and I got a hold of that pamphlet. My dad said, hey, Matthew, check this out. And it said, 88 reasons why Jesus is coming on, in September of 1988. It was something like that. On a certain day. And guess what? He didn't come. That's immaturity in the faith, isn't it? And people believe. Dad said in the 70s, a big wave, people selling everything. And then Jesus didn't come, and they just had some cash. And they probably sold everything cheap, too. I'm writing to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ. How do you know Christ? Christ is the Word. You read the Word. That's how you know Him. He is the Word made flesh who existed from the beginning. Someone say who existed from the beginning. Uh-huh. He's got all the answers. But Dad and I were talking about that, and they've done it over the years. And then they did it again. I don't know what year that was, maybe 2008 or 2009. Do you all remember that? They, did, they predicted a day. And I'll never forget, Jen and I were in the market for a vehicle at that time. I don't know if we'd, we'd found her envoy yet, but we were at a little car lot. And we pulled up, and Jen was out there looking at some cars. And I was listening to the country radio station. I don't know why don't usually listen to the country radio station but a guy gets on there and here is a guy and his partner and he country guy here in Hobbs kicks 103 or something I don't remember 95.7 back in the day when it was kind of, I don't remember but the guy gets on there and goes hey he tells his partner they said Jesus is coming today on a secular radio station and she kind of giggles and he goes look at what I found in the book of Matthew 24 he said no man knows the day or the hour you know he quotes scripture. And he goes, so I don't think he's supposed to come today. <laughs> and guess what? Immature in the faith. People believe some stupid and weird stuff, and it's totally contrary to scripture. I'm writing to you who are mature in the faith. It is your goal in life to become perfected in God's word. You say, will I be perfect? No, but you will be mature and you will not practice sin. I'm writing to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ, you know the Word, you know who God is, you know His character, you know how He reacts, you know what He loves and hates. Christ, who existed from the beginning. I'm writing to you who are what? Look at this. Let's go on to the next one. Who are young in the faith because you have won your battle with the evil one. Be consistent. God really laid that on my heart tonight. Be consistent. Seek God. If God planted you in this church, 
then stay here and, until he moves you to another city or state or whatever. If you're called to be here, then be here. That's not me bucking for more members in the flesh. And No, you know what? Some of my saving grace in life is that I've always stayed connected. You know what really helped me as a young man? I would say that it saved my life in my 20s was having small groups in this church, an outlet for accountability and connection. So yeah, you're the pastor's kid. Pastor's kids have struggled because they go, man, they're expected to be the best, but they're, they're, they're cursed with people's words. People say, pastor's kids are the worst and all this other stuff. And maybe they do rebel and different stuff. But man, I remember growing up, dad saying, y'all aren't going to be the worst. I think my dad would have killed me and made another one just like me. Maybe with hair. You just, just rolled the dice, though, mija. Genetics are just really weird that way. Oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, not going to serve God anymore. No, be consistent. Be consistent. Ups and downs in general, meaning I'm going through a battle, I'm struggling here. Okay, fine, but ups and downs are just, I don't believe anymore. God didn't answer my prayers the way... Can you imagine Abraham? Scripture says Abraham's faith increased over the years. He went 25 years waiting for the promise of his son. I would rather die believing and having never received it than to go on living and just be in doubt. There are those, it says in Hebrews, great heroes of the faith, that they didn't receive everything they believed for during their lifetimes, but that was so we could receive them now. Those great promises. Be consistent. He's talking to mature folks. He's talking to folks young in the faith. Let's keep going on. I've written to you who are God's children because you know the Father. You get to know God through His Word, spending time with Him. I've written to you who are mature in the faith. says it again, because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. Interesting how He is repeating Himself. I've written to you who are young in the faith because you are what? Strong. Someone say strong. Mm -hmm. be consistent be consistent God's word lives in your hearts and you have won your battle with the evil one how do you win the battle with the evil one in the name of Jesus because he's already won it but you've got to be what consistent mm, I don't know who this is for tonight let's keep going oh boy this is about to get good you ready all right, put on your reading glasses, put on your 3D glasses, put on your, I don't know what, your, your listening hat. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. Is the world satisfying? That's not a trick question. Ask people who've been in and out of the world, have you had a taste of it? Man, I've had my problems, I've had my, my past mistakes, but I tell you what, always at, at the core, I remember looking at the world going, man, that Everything's temporary. Scripture says it, it's, sin is pleasurable for a season. If sin wasn't pleasurable, nobody would sin. But it doesn't last. Then it has consequences. Then you've got to wake up the next day guilty. And the devil jumped back on you. You know, whatever. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. My goodness, the cosmos, the world system. 
For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. Hmm. A craving for physical pleasure. A craving for everything we see. And pride in our achievements and possessions. That's a really good translation. Look at this. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. I guarantee folks who die, or they're, they're getting ready to die, and you've heard me say this before, but repetition is good. Uh, many psychologists and behavioral scientists believe we need to hear something 16 times before we get it. I probably need to hear it 32 or 48 times. But hear this. People on their deathbed, and I've spoken to several, I've prayed with several, my dad especially, man, he is a general, he is, he's been doing this for years, and you have known people on their deathbed. They never say, man, I should have made more money. I wish I'd have won the lottery. I should have souped up my car. What do they usually say? I should have served God. I should have spent more time with my family. They go, you know what humans default to? what God created them for, relationships. They're passing away and they go, man, I, I wish, if they're honest with themselves, they say, man, I, I wish I would have uh, done better with my kid. Wish I would have been kind and loving to my husband or, or, or loving and protective over my wife. I wish I would have, because the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. This world and all that is in it is passing away. Can I read that again? I'm, I'm really working you out, Mauricio. Thank you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. I'm going to read the whole verse this time, I promise. A craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are what? Not from the Father, but are from this world. You want to get a picture of life from the world? Look at the economy. Look at the lives of celebrities. Look at the lives of professional athletes and professional artists and musicians and actors and stuff. It ain't good. Stuff looks appealing because they're filtered on Instagram or they had 8 million surgeries and they just look great, I guess. Some of those folks look weird. I'm looking at them, I'm like, you look like a clone of something. I don't know what you look like. Creepy, man. And that's, that's the living examples for people. I want to look like them. Why? I'm going to tell you right now, you know what? Natural is good. You say, oh, man, I battle with my weight a little bit. Everybody does to a point. I'm trying to put some weight on. Some are trying to take some off. God bless you. You're cute how you are. But work at it. Eat healthy. Get some exercise. Take some walks. And don't be deceived by the world. Don't, don't let it happen. And don't fall in love with the, all this, this nonsense that the world has to offer because everything is a filter. It always was, even long before Instagram. Did you know that? It was always a filter. And the enemy is the best at filters. He said, oh, look how good this is. My dad used to say, the devil never shows up uh, with a pitchfork and big red horns and a perfect goatee and a long tail. Going, I'm the devil, and raise, uh, waving a red flag? Never did. He makes it deceptive. So this is sin. Come join me, man. It's going to wipe you out and send you to hell. No, uh-uh. That's not appealing to people. It's, you can have this right now. You want this. You deserve this. No, it's not from the Father. It's from this world. Don't be deceived, people of God. Let's move on. Here it is. 
I quoted this partially a while ago. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. It's dying. It's not, the world itself is not getting better. You and I, through faith in Jesus, you're getting better. But the world is not, I promise. Look, look at it. It's crumbling. They're talking about these banks failing now. There was one bank they put, um, what bank was that? It was another bank in California. They inject, a bunch of banks got together and injected $30 billion into this bank, and it's still junk. It's still failing. That is the world. It's fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God, look at this. This is the verse for tonight. Anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Look at that. You don't got to run off tonight, Vanessa, if you don't want to, Mika. I know you're being respectful, and thank you. I know you're taking care of that baby. Can, can we read that again? Really? Anyone who does what pleases God will live how long? Can the world guarantee anything? It was amazing to me. Back to the banks. Millions and billions of dollars, and the government's going, but we're going to guarantee your deposit up to 250000 Well, that'd be great for me, because we don't have $250,000. <laughs> you lost $250 million, but we're going to cut you a check, brah, for $250,000. Guaranteed. And they're injecting money to cover this up? You can't. You can't. It reminds me, once again, of celebrities. Is A lot of sin is bad. It's destroying us. you got people, man, you, you see these celebrity lawsuits and all these things, and there's drugs and substance abuse and all this abuse, and guess what happens? They throw more sin at it. It's just a mirror of what the world does with everything else. It's like, what we've done hasn't worked. Let's throw more of what we've done at it. Let's throw more money at it. We'll print more No, man, we'll... This world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. You and I, we're going to live forever, man. You were built to live forever. You know what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes? We're going to wrap it up on verse, verse 17. You know what Solomon said? He said that God has placed eternity in our hearts. Oh, if people, oh man, if people would just give in to God. If they'd just give in to God. They could have it all, but the right way. You can have all of God and his promises. I'm not saying God's going to give you five Lamborghinis and all this other stuff that's passing, but he'll give you a car, he'll bless you with a home, he'll take care of your family, everything you need, and he'll bless you enough to bless the people around you. Here's what I love about God's blessing. Scripture says the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. God's blessing has no sorrow in it. Remember that. Anyone who does what pleases God will live forever, and he'll give you a blessing that's, that's not attached to sorrow. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes tonight. 1 John 2.17, great way to wrap it up. Is there anyone at the sound of my voice in this house that would say, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus. I, I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Especially for those of you on the live stream or those that are going to listen to this message or watch, watch it after the fact. 
If that's you, I want you to pray with us tonight. I want everybody to say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. I'm a sinner. Without Jesus, I'm a sinner. Say, I've fallen short of God's glory. Say, I know the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So please forgive me of my sin, Lord. Cleanse me. I confess and believe that Jesus is Lord. And I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me. Thank you, Father. Jesus, come to live in my heart. You're my Lord. I believe in Jesus' name.